0: You're listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston and Chris Trent, episode number 88. 88 is great. Welcome to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now, your hosts, Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for tuning in and listening wherever you are and wherever this finds you. Thanks for making this podcast today a part of your day. We want to welcome you if it's your first time checking out the show. We are glad you are here. And if you're a faithful listener, well, welcome on back. Show notes today can be found at thelongerhall.com slash episode 088. That's long. Hey, hey, 88 is eight, so great. Eight, eighty-eight
1: 80, 80 is, eighty-eight you, is great. Jody, you want to get you want you want to take a stab at when I graduated high school? There, Jody, when I was eight. <laughs> ouch, ouch. But yes, 1988. <laughs> what, what? The eighties, man. We are Excuse in the eighties. We're in the best episodes ever because we're in the eighties, and the eighties are the best. I'm wearing my acid-washed jeans. Right now, just that yeah. we're in my denim jacket, and I'm solving okay. a, and I'm solving a Rubik's cube while watching a movie from Blockbuster. Sweet, you're over actually, the top. Blockbuster, for this. Blockbuster was more like the early '90s, I think. No, nothing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> probably so. I wouldn't know. What's a yeah. Blockbuster? <laughs> I'm Just kidding. You knew what Blockbuster uh, was. I know. I'm just kidding. We actually, when we moved um, recently, we found our old Blockbuster card dude has like shoved in a, in a drawer, you know, we're like, what is that? Just oh my case. gosh.
1: Just in case. Black Just in case they come back. Just, Just in, in right. case they come back. <laughs> well, Hey, Jody, uh, there is a youth pastor in California and I am a youth pastor in Georgia and we, uh, love youth pastors. We are youth pastors. We love teenagers. Most of all, we both feel called to work with students. We've been doing it for a while and, the reason we do this podcast, if it's your first time is to hopefully be an encouragement to you as you are trying to experience the longer haul in youth ministry. So that's what this is all about. And you can find Jody at Jody Livingston and on the Instagram and I don't know whatever else you're on. Wherever. I don't either. Yeah. And, uh, I'm at Chris Trent. So that's pretty simple. Um, lots of fun picks there. Not really, but, uh, I mean, we post there once in a while. I mean, just not a ton. We're not like yeah. social media nuts. Yeah, I mean, we're not like wild into it. But, uh, you know. That's because we're from, from the 80s. Time. From time to time. So, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> 80s. <laughs> I actually true. do literally remember. It was actually early 90s when it happened. But I do remember whenever email came out and I, I, I picked up the disc. The, the AOL Jun- disc. No, it, it was no, Juno. Juno. Um, yeah, Juno. Yeah, that's crazy, and,
0: dude. Yeah. And Netscape. <laughs> Netscape. Oh
1: my gosh. I've seen a lot. So <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. How you doing, man? What you what's going on in California right now? What are you up to these days? What's, what's uh, your, what, what, are you, what are you working on right now? So I'm literally like we're recording this in the middle of like
0: a junior high missions thing. Oh, right, yeah. That's cool. uh, That we're doing. So um I don't know if you can tell, but last night I was helping lead games for like a crap ton of junior high kids. So my throat's yeah. a little scratchy. Um so that's good. Yeah, that's that's going well. And of course we're full of swing of of promoting camp and
1: yeah, camp. Uh planning for the fall. We got lots of plans for the fall we're pulling together and good. Yeah. How about you? Uh I am leaving tomorrow uh with a bunch of seniors headed to Peru. My first time to South America i'm feeling very festive but uh headed down there we take our seniors to peru every year and my son is a senior this year and so and also with my most recent responsibility changes uh yeah i'm gonna go check out what we do down there so that if i'm ever in a meeting and they talk about what we do in peru i'll be like yeah actually no i've been so i'm really excited man i've never been it's uh We partnered down there with a guy named Pepe, and super cool stuff. I, I mean, I do know about it, but I've just never been. So I'm really pumped, man. Yeah. A little nervous about like the water and stuff, though, man. Unfortunately, you know, it's pretty. um, Like we have people get sick every year, so I'm like, oh no, dread this. We won't talk about what that is, but uh, (laughs) let's just say that I've got some Cipro already with me just in case. Look
0: at you. <laughs> but uh,
1: yeah man so I'll be gone all next week, man and uh so you will not be getting any pictures from me uh from chewie's uh next week it'll darn be right, it'll be right when I get back so
0: <laughs> I'm gonna find something here what is it
1: what is your restaurant like if, when you've been gone a while and you come yeah. back like you probably you don't even know that yet like'' no, because I have you're no in idea. California you know you're new there we're still but trying to Chewy's find is our that restaurant. place like we've been gone for a bit you know and like we haven't really i do we're like chewies let's go get some chewies
0: yeah the unofficial unknown sponsor of this yeah, podcast they should so they should sponsor
1: us i'm saying
0: but yeah, yeah i sent you the other day i was there did you, my, did you get my you get my rant yeah, I don't even. Re- I don't even respond <laughs> anymore.
1: I, know. I don't think people actually believe that it happened, but it genuine. It like legitimately happens. Like, where I send pictures just to rub it in your face.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've just uh, given up on on responding. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. You could it like send me pictures of like brother to in and
1: out. Do you have an in and out in your town? By the way.
0: Oh my gosh, we have like a billion in and outs.
1: Like really? I love, dude. That's good. I like it. You can't it's say right. you don't like it because you're in California because no, it's okay. All California people are supposed to love in n out.
0: Yeah, it's okay.
1: Okay. There it's good. I think you just revealed how you really feel. It's okay. It's, no, good. it's all right. I, I think it's one of those things people just build up and then you all well, do like for a job back in the South, if anybody knows <laughs> of anything.
0: Where I miss in n out for the rest of my life. You know, it's good. It's yeah. like uh well, like it's like Chick fil A, you know. We have to drive a bit to get to a Chick fil A where I am.
1: But our chick fil about to finally hit. so our Chick-fil-A, we have one right by our church, and it has been torn down now for do you remember the one by our church? Do you remember seeing it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So is that the one that your son worked at? My son, my son worked at. He's going back um here shortly. He's been working at a different one for a little bit. But they tore it down because the the I mean, it's one of the older ones. It's been around a long time. And drive through has you know they just have learned so much and the whole layout of the store they just missed it it wasn't good and get in and out of that thing was just terrible and the only way they could fix it was literally a, a tear down complete tear down and and they actually moved the entire building but it's been so rainy here in georgia and it has taken forever people are going nuts man so it's really funny like to get to a chick-fil-a it's like 15 minutes or something first, oh world, problem is right? Poor, first world problems
0: right hashtag pitiful you
1: Yeah, I know. Southern Um, problems. That's what that is. Yeah, seriously. and So, yeah, man. It's about to open up, though, in about a month. Everybody's so pumped. Dang. Good times.
0: I just want them to open one in my town.
1: I am uh, excited about our friends at YM360, by the way. Um, It probably is not too late to check out their amazing devotional that they have for Easter, I think you yeah, could probably depending on when you're listening. After, depending on when you're listening. If it's after Easter, early. Yeah, if it's after Easter, it's too late. Um, <laughs> which is possible. Somebody's um, on their way to camp, like binge listening, they're like, what? No! no. Shout out. Hope you have a great camp. We can camp. Um, <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, it's a great one. Um, but even if you don't need that, man, why i 360, so many great so many great resources and speaking of camp an amazing camp experience at generate and so check those guys out they they love us and we appreciate that and they support us because they love youth pastors and they all serve in youth ministry and um, I was just looking online Andy Blanks uh, one of the co-founders and the main really the main editor writer for them uh, was just speaking to students just the other day so good times So yeah, check those guys out. And then also big shout out to our friends at the Georgia student ministry network. It's the, uh, what is it? Student ministry network.com. Is that right? Jody? Yep. Yep. And, uh, Georgia Baptist mission board. You don't have to be Baptist to use it though. You don't have to live in Georgia to use it. Um, great folks. They just love youth pastors as well. And they just came alongside us and said, Hey, we want to help you out. So appreciate those guys. Check out what they're doing. Maybe jot them a little text or something, or send them a little note just saying, Hey, thanks for supporting the long haul. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Um, so yeah, that's that, um, good podcast. Speaking of Georgia Baptist and, you know, the way we got the podcast that we're going to listen to today or the, uh, the interview that we're going to listen to today is we were at conclave. This is the final conclave interview that we have. And I didn't really know Nick, you knew Nick before we got to, uh, got there, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Nick served, um, at a church just like two miles from me and, um, was doing, Student ministry there. And so, yeah, I met him. He was one of the first people I met when I, when I went down to the Atlanta area to serve a uh, great guy, man. Great guy. Just an infectious personality. Um, hard not to like him.
1: Yeah, it's good. And In the interview, um, you know, I just listened to, it. had been a while since we'd done it. So I listened again just to, you know, to get ready and it, it turned out really well. Um, and, I love his story because he really talks about just trusting God when your your ministry calling changes. And yeah. he really digs into sort of his story as far as how he transitioned, how he got into youth ministry in the first place, and then what that looked like when he went into college. And anyway, you'll, you'll hear him talk about it, so I don't need to tell you all. But, um, but he mainly speaks about how it was important for him just to trust God's calling on his life in the midst of all of that. And, and so I think, I think it's good. Let me ask you this. I'm I'm curious, Jody, for you, I I think all youth pastors experienced like change at different times, right? So you go into a church and like, Oh, you're the youth pastor. And then six months in one year in three years in who knows how all of a sudden, Oh, actually we're asking you to do this now also, or this instead. Is that happened to you? Oh, sure.
0: Sure. And to a degree, everywhere you go, right? Um, I mean, the two that were probably the kind of the biggest take on, the responsibility to take on that was outside really of the scope of student ministry would be um, kind of our our greeters guest services um, at one point. So, you know, taking that and I got all of our, okay, what do we do with first time guests and having to, that was a lot to juggle because it was happening at the same time. Right, those things are happening the same time uh, on like on a weekend or a certain Sunday morning. Um, so that was a huge one, which was which was you know kind of outside my norm and my comfort zone, but ended up being great and paid a ton of benefit towards student ministry. Even now, you know, Um, and then the other was just taking on the college ministry as well. Um, and so that one seems like it's probably a little more similar. The, to youth ministry, but in the, you know, we were uh, like five minutes from the university. So it was, it wasn't just like, oh, you're have the kids that graduated who stayed like you're now all of a sudden having to figure out how to navigate a college campus and partner with campus ministries effectively. And they're just in a different stage of life for sure. Um, and so for, and, and for us, like I really made an effort to keep that as much as I could as like a separate thing so it wasn't just like youth ministry like extra credit or overtime you know um and so that those were both different because um i i was even so i was very surprised at how different college ministry was than student ministry to be honest i was probably a little naive on that
1: um what about you yeah, it's interesting because I think all youth pastors have experienced that moment. Anybody going into youth ministry, they experience that moment where you all of a sudden are having to do other other things, right? And, yeah. and sometimes it's stuff you don't necessarily want to do. But I honestly I'm telling you, I don't know of very many people who are only doing youth ministry and don't also have to chip in with other responsibilities of the church. Oh, right? sure. And I'm talking about like, and and listen, you don't have to listen to us very long to know that Jody and I are both in um, sort of larger contexts now as far as size of church, you know, and larger staff and all that. But even still, man, I'm doing things now that aren't directly tied. They don't feel directly tied to youth ministry. I mean, there are days where I'm like, dude, I just want to hang out with some teenagers, you know, Uh, for me, it happened when I was uh, living in Texas, though, and my first full time gig out there. A few years in, church had grown. We built a new building, like an addition to the building kind of thing, and expanded our worship center. And We went through that whole process, and all of a sudden there was this need for someone to take on the responsibility of, uh, of building and grounds and property and space you know, is what we called it. Like, it was and so I love that. So uh, yeah. Love and it. so I'm gifted in administration. So, you know, I think it was like a natural opportunity. Let's call it that, uh, for me to, <laughs> uh, to take on that responsibility. So all of a sudden I was managing, uh, we only had, well, we had three, uh, like custodial type staff. And so I supervised those folks and, but then also um, was in charge of building and grounds, you know, so I was the youth pastor, but I was also on any given Sunday up on top of one of the roofs with an air conditioning guy. Because that uh, sounds administrative. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you'd have to administrate. All. I mean, you got to no, plan. Well on so <laughs> yeah. the beautiful part was, is I got rid of uh, to do that. Whenever I got that, I was able to negotiate my way out of uh, transportation. I was responsible for three vans. Good grief, man. It was a, that was a good change for me, (laughs) but it was funny, you know, um, because all of a sudden I had to do that stuff. And then you have to get, you have to trust God and all that, honestly. And I think Nick talks a little bit about that. Now, his is a bigger, bigger picture of that is like what happens when your actual, you know, overall job changes. Right. So, you know, I'm talking about some things were added to us. um, but you and I've also both transitioned from one church to another that had different roles. And I'm in the middle of that right now going from really just functioning as the middle school pastor to being responsible for our entire student ministry and providing leadership for our team and hiring people and all that stuff. And, um, and so I think it's important in the midst of that, because there are moments where I'm going, dang it. Like I didn't know that I was getting into this part. Right. You know, and Um, And I love what Nick says. It's a super encouraging. He's funny. Um, It's encouraging. Stick around to the end. He is. He just gives a blessing at the end on on youth pastors. And it's worth listening to for sure.
0: Yeah, indeed.
1: All right. You ready? I'm ready, man. Let's take a listen.
0: All right. Here we go. Here's today's interview with Nick Person. (laughs) Pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Alright, so here we go. Nick. Yes. Thanks for jumping on, man. We appreciate uh, it. Here uh, at Conclave. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Continuing on. I, man, I'm, I'm glad you're here. We, we've met. We mm-hmm. we were actually at churches really close to each yes. other. Yes, what? Two miles apart? Like two miles apart. Mm-hmm. So we served there in the same area for a while. And so, uh, man, it's cool just to, to get to hang out, see yes. you again. So... Thanks for taking some time to, uh, to come on. I know you're leading in some and in teaching main sessions, mm-hmm. so you got some other responsibilities. So taking time here is cool. Um, I would. We, what we, I think what we're hoping, because you've transitioned, you were in student ministry for a while, mm-hmm. and then you've transitioned into more of a teaching pastor yeah. role. You're a real pastor now. <laughs> <laughs> I you, know. It's you crazy. You made it, man. Oh, you made it. I've
2: now. arrived now.
0: I've <laughs> arrived. So... Uh, Maybe a little bit of what that was like, because mm-hmm. uh, obviously student ministry is still a huge part of your mm-hmm. heart if you're here at a student ministry conference. Um, what was it that happened that kind of drew you to student ministry? And then at what point did you start to recognize that God was really calling you to a different type of role?
2: Yeah. Well, what drew me to youth ministry is my I gave my life to Christ in seventh grade. And uh, my family had started going to a church in Marietta, Georgia, and they had a student ministry. I had never experienced that before. I, they called their Sunday school small groups. I was like, what is, what is, what is <laughs> small, this? I small know. People. Whoa. It still felt like Sunday school, same time, but just called it a different name. And so... I gave my life to Christ, and so I had a really impactful time in student ministry. And I felt the call to ministry in middle school, which I was a little perturbed about because I was like, Lord, come on now. I'm right. a middle school boy. Give me some time to make my testimony good, right? <laughs> um but uh, I, I, he just kept affirming that and affirming that and affirming that. And so I knew I had this call in my life for student ministry um, just because my life was changed in student ministry. And so when I graduated high school, I go off to college, I start interning, and if interning doesn't scare you away it lets you know that this is where you're supposed to be because yeah. you know you're not getting paid much
1: but That's you're the doing ministry of college or of closet cleaning is what that is <laughs> amen to that brother and if you're like the ministry of hey can you go to the store and get some marshmallows and then you're excited about
2: it. you're like I just got those marshmallows that those kids are playing Chubby Bunny with. We do not in any way suggest that you play Chubby Bunny because people have lost yeah, their lives. But definitely. you're like, I played a part in that. I got to do that. And so, man, and I just stepped into that. And the cool thing was my student pastor just kept giving me opportunities. He was the first guy that gave me an opportunity to communicate. It was probably horrible. <laughs> it was, it was, I don't remember what it was about, but I do remember one of my um, students, another student came with me and was like, hey, man, my first time communicating was even worse. Than that, and so I was like, I don't think that was a compliment. I don't know if that's good or bad, but like, (laughs) but yeah. And so, man, I just and really what happened just doors just kept opening. So, I was interning at a church, um, and then the middle school pastor kind of stepped away. and They're like, Hey, no one's doing middle school, and I didn't like middle school kids because they were smelly and weird, but yet the Lord was like, Hey, Nick, won't you trust me? And so, I just stepped into that, and I ended up loving middle school ministry, and I did that for the majority of my student ministry time, was middle school, yeah, and um. Just learned some really important lessons, and man, I loved it. I felt like I grew up with them, though. It was kind of a weird, like, in your early 20s, you're like, they trust me with a church van
1: and with a credit card. Woo! Dude, I, drew, I drove a church van like in my 20s, and mm-hmm. I look back and go, what in the world? <laughs> Or they, yeah. Why did they let Whose me do that? Whose idea
0: was that? Whose
1: idea was that? Like you wouldn't do I'm that with an early twenties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand.
2: Like you, peel a wheel going out of the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, sorry, yeah.
0: I just, <laughs> my bad. I, mean, I missed. The, I didn't mean to jump the curb. It yeah. just, uh, it, it's spatial awareness is tough in a van.
2: <laughs> but it was good, man. So I just really fell in love. And then those doors just kept opening. So I did middle school for a while. And then our high school pastor stepped out and so I did high school and then they were like, "Hey, do you want to be the student pastor?" Which I was really confused by what the difference was. Right. <laughs> I was like, I thought I was. Thought I was doing. And they're like, no no, "No, no, no. You kind of get to tell the other people what to do kind yeah, of." Okay. Um, and so I was like, "Okay." So I that did that fun, for a while but- and then just kept walking through doors and love student ministry Learned so much challenged so much and you're walking with kids at some of the hardest times of their lives with family changes with life happening and the thing is you don't have the answers but you're like hey we're we'll figure it out together we'll look at God's Word and see what he has to say about it and we'll just figure it out and man it really 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 changed me and so love doing it and I really honestly thought i would be in student ministry forever because yeah. I loved kids, and I loved hanging out with students, and I love seeing students get it. And I really believed that they could change the world. And then they start believing that, and then they start doing it. And so you're like, I'm here. I'm, I'm in. I don't have to deal with adults except parents. That's a whole nother story. Um, but then I remember I was working at a church, and we had some college interns. And um, that summer, something just shifted in me. It, it was almost as if I still love students, and I still hang out with students to this day. But there was something that shifted in me, like hey, these college interns that you're hanging out with, like I'm enjoying the conversations I'm having with them even more than I'm having with these students. And they're making the most important decisions of their life right now, like who they're going to marry, what they're going to do vocationally. And I get to speak into it, and they're listening to me. Yeah. And I was just like, I really, really mm. dig this. And then at the church I was working at, they had an opportunity. They didn't have a college ministry, and they are like, hey, do you want to do it? And I was like, I guess so. And yeah. so I just started doing that. And also at that time, I got the opportunity to speak. I call it Big Church. That's big a sh- church, student yeah. ministry. That's world. what it is. It's yeah. it Big Church. church. So I got to speak in Big Church, and I love that too. I was like, oh. I'm not intimidated by adults as much anymore, like I am one yeah I even got kids, so I kind of fit in and um and just start doing that, and really the door just kept opening more opportunities to do that, and I love that as well, and you just kind of have this wrestling of like God, I feel like you're opening the door, not because I'm choosing to, just because the door is opening to opening, and I just want to be obedient and so really, it was about obedience yeah. and just stepping into that so. That's kind of how the shift happened.
0: So like if, if somebody – so the podcast, mm-hmm. when we're doing the Longer haul podcast, one of the things that drives us is we're seeing guys not stick around mm-hmm. or, or feel the pressure to kind of move up mm-hmm. or whatever. And, um, and yet we both acknowledge and have acknowledged many times that just because you're in student ministry doesn't mean that you're going to stay, that, mm-hmm. that God – does call people beyond, and we've talked about this too, like, yeah, sure. we actually believe that like, youth pastors make amazing senior pastors mm-hmm. and teaching pastors because of the context of student ministry.
1: Yeah, we kind of fundamentally disagree with the idea that, oh, you shouldn't use youth ministry as a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. We know that a lot of youth pastors say that kind of stuff, and yeah. they mean it as a platform whatever, but we kind of think God had maybe have a bigger bigger plan than what we have, yeah. you know? and so we're saying um, no, man, if God's mm-hmm. path for someone is to become a youth pastor and then to become a pastor, yeah. We need to not think that we somehow know better than God what mm-hmm. that path is for that person, so we're, we're kind of on board with that, yeah yeah
0: so how how would you say as somebody who's kind of gone through that transition mm-hmm. where, where's the healthy place in that tension? like how do you wrestle mm-hmm. through that? Does that make sense? What it making? does,
2: it does. so the Lord had to do a lot of work on my heart, so one of the main things that I had to learn was, I had this wrong view. Of ministry, and what I mean by that is, I ranked ministry importance. So I was like, "Well, a middle school pastor is not nearly as important as a high school pastor, and a high school pastor is not nearly as important and doesn't have as much influence as a student pastor, and so on and so forth." And so the Lord, I I remember, I I poor
1: preschool ministers.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They don't. Do we even count them as ministers? I mean, (laughs) mean, we probably call nursery
1: workers.
2: (laughs) We don't even count you. And so the Lord had to do a work on my heart, and He. Really, the thing was, it's not lesser ministry, it's different ministry. Yes. Like, that was the thing. And for so long, I thought, man, I'm going to move up. It's not really moving up, it's shifting influence. Because as a student pastor, you are influencing students that are going to lead the world. So it's not a lesser calling and it's not lesser influence. It's just a different influence. And so for me, and what I would encourage people to think about is when you're thinking about that shift of, hey, Lord, I want to do what you've called me to do. You're not betraying student pastors around the world when you say, hey, I'm stepping out of student ministry. You're going, thank you, God, that you have prepared me for such a time as this to step into something that's different and just be willing to step. And granted, and also recognize that well how God is using you right where you are is is still important and you are still leveraging influence and you are still having an impact and it's not a lesser calling, just a different calling. Like that was that was the thing I had to learn. And so it kind of freed me up to go, Hey Lord, I'm willing to step wherever you call me to step. If that's being in student ministry for the next forty years, praise God. If that's doing something different in the context of the body. Praise God. I just want to be willing, and I just want to have a healthy view of what you're calling me to.
0: How much of that struggle do you think has to do with identity? In the sense of like, your identity has been, Mm. was for so long, like I am Mm. a student pastor, right? I am Mm. a middle school pastor. And man, Mm. to step into another role Mm. means I have to take on another, you know what I'm saying? Like, that. how much of that do you feel is
2: that? Well, and you have to step out of what's comfortable too, right? You get, you kind of navigate student ministry well, and you kind of go, I kind of get it. I mean, even though culture changes, but you can kind of just shift along with culture, and it has everything to do with identity. I remember some of the first times I spoke in big church, people would come up to me trying to be very encouraging and go, hey, man, that was really good for a student pastor. And you're like, (laughs) um... I don't even know what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And and it's almost as if you're like, I don't belong here. It's like like a back compliment. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. And so you're like, I don't belong here. But you feel this calling by God. But then you're thinking, no, God just made me to talk to people 18 and under. Anybody else, God's not going to listen to me. And God's like, hey, Nick, it's the same word. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, right. it's the same word, and people are still dealing with identity in the same issues. Except as an adult, you have even more to lose. Really, instead of sure. breaking up with your girlfriend, you're getting a divorce. You know, instead yeah. of, and so it's s- similar stuff. Just the consequences look a little differently, and so it's all about identity because you also start believing that you are the job, like. Mm. I am a student pastor instead of I am a son or daughter of the king called to do this thing. Right now he's entrusted to me, and I will do the next thing he entrusts to me. And so it's all about perspective and having the right view of what you're doing. But identity, I mean, who you are gets so entangled with what you do, and you don't even realize it. And then you're like, wait a second, I'm holding on so tightly to this student ministry thing that I can't be open-handed if the Lord wants to give me something else.
1: Yeah. It's good, it's good. As we um, as we look towards the end of this thing here, mm-hmm. man, this has been awesome. Wondering it, so, so most, most of our listeners, mm-hmm. they're serving all over the country. We even have a couple of listeners in Australia now. Wow, come on.
2: Come on with it, right? Come on, I'm about they, to sing some men at work right now. It's yeah, I mean, awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and now they just unjoined our podcast. I but know, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, no, sorry about no. that. I'm just kidding. No, um. As you think about what you've, what you've done from a standpoint of being a youth pastor and as you think about your role now mm-hmm. as a pastor, as a dad, mm-hmm. right? I right. wonder if you could just speak into their hearts for just a minute, just kind of just a, a blessing on them in terms of what they're doing. Oh, wow.
2: Wow. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I would just like to encourage everybody, just know that first you're called to be a child of God. Like that's your initial calling. And I think if you can get that right, if you can understand and sit in front of the king and reflect him well, all the other stuff really will fall into place. So, your chief calling is not to be the job. Your chief calling is you have been called a son or daughter of the king. That's your first calling. Your second calling is you have been blessed with the ministry of being a spouse, a parent. That's the next calling on your life. It's not what you get paid to do, it's what God has entrusted only you to do and I think about that with my kids and so do that well and then the work stuff I'm telling you if you get the first things if you get the big rocks in the container first all the little stuff will fit in and so no fix your eyes on Jesus because you walk towards what your eyes are fixed upon and so keep doing that and continue to allow the Lord to fill you up and to pour out what he's pouring in and Keep going. The Lord sees you. The Lord loves you. And the Lord is for you. He's not mad at you. He's not telling you to do a better job. He's just inviting you to dine at this table over and over again. And so I
1: pray that you accept that invitation and eat until you are full. Yeah. And I love that because what I just heard right there. You know, Jody, we, we are all the time talking about longevity. We talk about in youth ministry. And that's that's our, obviously, those that's our tribe. Mm-hmm. But what I love about what you just said, Nick, is... It, it applies to longevity, not so much youth ministry longevity, mm-hmm. but just longevity period when it comes to just walking with Jesus, mm-hmm. keeping your eyes on Jesus, Come man, on. and that's super, super awesome, man. Yeah. Dude, thank you for uh, spending some time. With thanks this, for man. letting
2: me be on and hang out with you guys. And nah, hello, man. Australians. I'm sorry about the man at work comment. Please yeah. keep following.
0: That's okay. Out of our 12 listeners, it only makes up like
1: a couple. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That. Thank you, man. Appreciate thanks, it. Oh, no problem.
0: I missed that guy.
1: <laughs> He's a guy you just want to hang around. It really is. I mean, it's. Um, it was super encouraging, I, and I had not met him, and I just sat there and was like soaking that up, man, and just super energized by his, his leverage. And he ended up uh, I, later on, he had not done his main session yet, and so he was great. <laughs> Such an encouragement to the room, you know, in front of all the youth pastors and in the room. There are 800 or so people there, and just super encouraging, man. So I appreciate him coming on big time. He's gonna do, and we've talked about before and I mean
0: uh, several times right that, that there's even though we do this pos, this podcast on longevity and we want folks to stay in youth ministry for a long time and see it as a, a valid thing, not treat it as a stair step or not just burn out and leave or give up and quit or move on to the next thing' um, we've, we've also talked about the fact that we we acknowledge that man I think youth ministry prepares you well yes other things and so um if you're listening and you're like wait a minute i don't understand no well just know that's our heart and that too we our heart is for you to stay but most of all we our heart is for you to be obedient whatever that would look like so
1: totally totally and i and jody no joke you, you, you saying that is interesting because the whole time i was listening to it um I was thinking, man, there's somebody going to be listening today and I'm not trying to speak some kind of prophetic word over anybody, but um, I just sort of thought, man, I was like, man, there's somebody, there's, there's probably going to be a couple people listening today that they're, they're going through this right now. Like they're wrestling through what's next and should they be, you know, and they maybe are feeling a little bit like they're being disloyal to youth ministry if they think about leaving. But I think it's, um, I think it's, it's okay if God's calling you. <laughs> you know, yeah. we don't want to lose you, but um, and we'll make fun of you behind your back. There's no question. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and all kinds me. of real uh, pastor jokes and yeah, oh, got all kinds. Yeah, I'm just getting getting called
0: uh, up getting from called the miners. Yeah, whatever.
1: Uh so yeah, anyway, <laughs> thanks for Nick. Hey, don't forget our sponsors, YM360. Uh appreciate those folks. Big time. You know, even if you don't, uh even if you're not purchasing anything from those guys and you ever wanted to just send them a note just saying, Hey, thanks for supporting the longer haul. Uh, that'd mean a lot to us. That'd be huge. And that way they know that their money is being well spent. Um, So good times. Uh, yeah, man. Anything else for you? That's it. I think I'll do it for this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. We really do appreciate you. Cool. Catch you guys in the next episode. Later. Thanks for listening to the longer hall youth ministry podcast at www.thelongerhall.com.